ready? Oh no! Again! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 17-2. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. Every week we get together and we hang out and we get together. I'm looking forward to the day we ask you, this is Rhythm and Pickles episode 100-1. Oh, did you just say Rhythm and Pickles? I did. That's great. Spicy hot pickles. <laughs> that's the... I love it. I, I, you know, that's... Uh, Could also be Rhythm and Peggle. That was my, that was my, um, that was my nickname. <laughs> rhythm and Pringles. Rhythm and Pringles. <laughs> There's so many options here. And it kind of makes sense because you're always eating chips. This is true. <laughs> I have a bag of them right here on standby mm. effect, so I'm ready to go. So we are a video game music podcast. We listen to great music of all consoles and all generations. We tend to find a topic and just dive in with, with, with some of the best music that we can find. And right now I'm actually struggling to come up with topics for at least three game songs I want to bring onto the show. It's like that's what's starting to happen lately. Like I'm finding more of these trash. Like I want to play it. Yeah. I need an excuse to play it. I need a topic that involves it. Um, I don't know, great grapefruit tunes, uh, music that starts with Q. Well, we have a uh, we're doing a guest spot on the Forever Sound Version podcast, which has a very strange topic, which so, I already had tracks for. Well, I know. I'm, I'm super done. super excited to do that one. Um, but first, before we get started, I want to thank um, Jared for his Breakfast Beats um, Purnell Photoshop on Facebook. That it's, thing is amazing. It's hilarious. Uh, so on our last episode, 17-1, with Chris Baines, we listened to the music of Ease, and we made some jokes about rappers promoting breakfast cereals. I don't know. How no, that, no, it was Breakfast Beats. It the, was music inspired by cereals. Yeah, but then we were like, oh, who's your who's your breakfast beat? And I was like, I'm iced tea. <laughs> it was just it made no sense. It was a lot of fun. And and so thank you very much, Chair. We, we, we really got a good laugh out of that. So It's going to become my user icon very soon. <laughs> yeah, very soon. Um, but anyway, so on our show, we like to listen to music with friends. This whole, this whole month of February, we are hanging out with friends. So this week, we have our brothers from the New England side of things. The, the new, frostier side of things yeah, at the moment. Too. The, the New England <laughs> Podcast Federation. We have the XVGM podcast, which is Michael and Justin. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? What's hey. up? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, why don't you um, like take turns, introduce yourselves, and maybe say something, say something nice about the show, and then also say something bad about the show. <laughs> And then mention just Justin, how cold just, is it? Justin, I'll, I'll be the gentleman. You can go first. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you didn't notice the hair is... whip when he said that. Oh. But I was like, yeah. First. <laughs> <laughs> hair flip. Uh, so I'm Justin. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts of the XVGM radio podcast. Mm -hmm. We uh, we also listen to music of all varieties. Uh, I like video games and long walks on the beach <laughs> no but um video games video game music is mostly what mm. i do in my spare time uh one thing i like about your show is you guys have really awesome chemistry and uh and that that leads to some great conversations and great uh great music price myself one thing one thing that's one th I don't know. I was going to cop out and say you guys have too much fun on the show. It's <laughs> such a cop out. I think I'm too honest. You have a lot. You guys, guys have too, too much possibly pretty. illegal fun. Still, smiles uh, can't be legal. Yeah. You're just too pretty. No, yo, you. I know that's an issue. Notice my new glasses. <laughs> it's a problem. Okay. 
so yeah, so I'm Mike, and I'm from XVGM Radio, and some of you may remember me from Pixel Tunes Radio, my former podcast. And yeah, we've been doing the show for almost not quite a year, but it'll be a year in May, June ish. No kidding, so it's coming it's up been on that a year, long, right? Yeah. yeah, it's really been that long. I think we're so just getting we, older because for me, it feels like it's been just going. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're like almost. I'm like, I'm sure it's been over a year now. <laughs> <laughs> well, between Pixel Tunes and XVGM, we took maybe about a month break. That's right. Uh, just to kind of get our stuff together and get the podcast set up. But yeah, we've been going since May, and um, you know, you could find us pretty much on any podcatcher. Just type in XVGM Radio or just XVGM. So. Um, yeah, we cover pretty much everything and we have different, um, like different themes each episode. We come out every other week and, you know, we, we've got it all. We've got different genres uh, of music that we try to pick, different consoles, arcade, portables. Uh, we've done everything from, uh, I don't know, like, what's a memorable episode off the top of my head? Um, we did what's that? C64? Did you say sixty four? I said C sixty four. Oh yeah, we, I thought you yeah. said the D sixty four, and I'm like, that's a <laughs> weird like, Domodor. I was like, I was like, I was like, who's recording? Did we record an N sixty four episode in my sleep? Like <laughs> or, uh, an episode uh, no, devoted yeah. to songs inspired by D sixty four dice? Yeah, I was going to say that's a Dungeons yeah, and Dragons podcast. Go. But I want to tell uh, our listeners that you know you guys are you do a very professional show, and if and if you're interested you, in um, great music and hearing about the history of of the consoles of the artists, like you guys get into a lot more of of the composer information you get a lot more into mm. the music i think that's really fascinating so um for us like you know you might listen to a song and then we'll just talk about family matters for about 30 minutes like that's a little different <laughs> so you get a little something for everybody and you know what yeah. it's i i, I, I want to support you guys I, i'm happy to do so but they also have a penchant for instigating blood feuds mm. things over topics <laughs> such as top five beat-em-ups I man <laughs> I was reading those lists and my eyes were just fuming. I'm like, I don't see these games on any of these lists. Yeah, yeah. Cameron yeah. Worm, I, I, all this we turtles. Posted that <laughs> we posted that because of our beat em ups episode that came out uh, a week ago. And um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting to see everyone's picks for beat em ups because it's like, well, I don't see exactly the stuff that I grew up with on there, so I was like, ah, oh, just somebody posted POW arcade. Ooh, that was fun. And I was like, really? I was like, the arcade version. I was like, the NES version is so much better. I know. So it's like, yes. you know, you kind of. That's funny. I pl- I played that one in the arcade when I was a kid, way more than on the NES. But I didn't really have an NES until much later. So, but like, I played that to uh-huh. death. I think we used to go to, um, we used to go camping as a family up in um, Thousand Islands, up in uh, upstate New York. Oh, where the dressing. It, it, where the yeah, that's where the, that's where the, it's where, where the dressing it's where they drill for the dressing yes um, right you're right pump it on I'm the glad, ground I'm glad your head went there because my head <laughs> anyway it's called that there's um it was a big uh, campground and there was like a uh, like a giant barn that was like a community center and they had a little arcade mm. in there and, and one of the games they had was POW and um, Operation mm. Wolf and. Um, you know, being like 10, 11 years old, that's like all I did. I went fishing mm. and I, I played Operation Wolf and POW. <laughs> which was awesome. So, uh, one thing I like about your show is. Yeah, oh, I'm you don't agree have to do it. I was just. No, no, he has to do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say the chemistry uh, is definitely there for you guys. You guys, 
you, you know, you listen to your show, you could tell that you guys have been friends forever, and that you, you know, not friends forever, like, you know, the, friends the, the ba- yeah, the Bayside song. I was gonna say, song brought to you by the Bell, yeah. Friends forever. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no, nothing like that. Yeah, but it's sure, like, yeah. you know, you guys could tell that you're, you're buddies, and that you, you guys have the same interests and stuff, and, and having hung out with you guys and met you guys in person, like, it's it's pretty clear. Like you guys are super into rhythm games. Like every time I've <laughs> met you guys at cons, that's what we do. I could always find you in the arcade, just like on rhythm games. Yes, which is crazy to me because like I I can't hear a thing because I'm like I'm not deaf, but like I've listened to heavy metal music my for the past you know God like 15, 17 years or whatever it is. So like my my ears are just not what they used to be. <laughs> so like. I go into the arcade and I see you guys playing rhythm games and I'm like, how are you hearing this music? <laughs> and and you're just like, oh, it's just in my soul, man. Like, <laughs> So you heard it here, folks. Shoegaze saved my ears. Yeah. Because <laughs> I went yeah, from yeah. metal to shoegaze and never looked back. Sort of mellowed out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I still look back, but it's not as consistent. Mm. Like, I was listening to Catastrophe White the other day. I was like, oh, I remember. No, it's track. true. We are we are super into, like, we st- we're still, like, stupid into rhythm games. Not as much as we were in our 20s. Only because they're not as accessible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I yeah, don't know, even true. then, like, we had to, like, we the accessibility came from us importing and, and pirating and all that stuff. And mm. right, yes. <laughs> oh, the interesting with the rhythm games was you couldn't exactly pirate uh, controllers. Which <laughs> so, is why I got my, my what is it? I think it cost me 500 bucks back then. Oh, that, that the the, the Hoppet controller. The Hoppet controller. That thing is sweet. All right, so. No, our, he's, that, he's not done. <laughs> he's got the don't like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I don't like is that you don't have XVGM radio on enough. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that is true. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you... Oh, what? Fine, uh, fine. We'll, fine. More times, uh, more you know XVGM. That's a simple, <laughs> easy request to fill. You know what? <laughs> Unsubscribe. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Unsub. Unsub. Disliked. Disliked. No. I mean, you know what? Any publicity is good, right? That's true. Any activity... So, yeah, we... We uh we've uh, just thinking as far as uh, well we did this episode with you guys uh, on our podcast where we did Disney Capcom games with with rhythm and pixels right so this this um, week we're that, looking at Disney games that are not Capcom keep in mind you're yes. probably asking yourself why in the heck did it take so long and the answer is families <laughs> tsunamis monsoons yeah Christmas you know yeah. future retro <laughs> Valentines. Uh, you know, you were lost yeah, for like plate. a while. We we didn't know where what happened to you. You went into the, like the uh, the the other world. Yeah, the I came back. Down. I came back with a winged Appaloosa <laughs> that I then the donated to a reserve out in Africa. It was great. I know. They were very thankful. They should have been. But He's that, winged, like that trip to Africa and back took about a month. It did. It's, oh man! It's a good thing we were using the Google DeepMind to uh, <laughs> to, to impersonate Pernell for the past uh, you know month of episodes. Welcome <laughs> to Rhythm and Pixels. I'm Ru- and I'm Pernell. I am Pernell. <laughs> I Simpsons like game music. Simpsons. It's just it's the um it's that that insert difficult video game name I didn't beat last week. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, have you played Persona Five? Rob, have you played Persona Five? <laughs> oh, that was me, actually. I was oh, what a dope. Oh, what a dope. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm really excited to get into some more Disney titles. I feel like Disney is such has such huge fran- it's a huge number of franchises. I mean, especially now, but um, the era that we're looking at, mainly 80s and 90s and early 2000s, and there's so much to look at, and there's so much to appreciate, and to at least discuss. <laughs> so we're going to start with you guys. Um, we're going to go um, start with our guests. And then we're going to come to us and listen to some more tracks. 
and um, it's been a while. We've we picked these tracks a few months ago. Since we picked yeah. these tracks, it's November. It's going to feel super fresh. I'm really excited. So it's been a while. it was funny though because I I mean looking at the tracks like when you sent me the link again and I'm I'm looking over the track listing. And I'm like, man, I picked some really good songs. Like, I was impressed with myself, like all over no, again. I'm really excited about what Do Justin not open picked until February. <laughs> I am really? super excited for yeah, Justin, yeah. Justin's picks. So um, why don't we get started with you guys? Um, which one of you want to go first? Oh, Mike, uh, Mike can go first. Oh, thanks, Justin. I guess yeah. I'll go first. Yeah, this is reverse gentleman slam. This is a huge. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a total gentleman reversal. <laughs> I feel like that's like a position in something. Like <laughs> the gentleman's and you hit him with the gentleman's reversal. Oh my Ladies, God. have you ever done the gentleman's reversal? <laughs> Actually, yes. So, I uh, showed up with flowers for him, and then we went out for my ties. It was great. Yeah. So my first track is from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, this is the NES game. This is apparently the NTSC version, which I didn't even know existed until I picked this track. Uh, this is level one, part four, and it's by Yaron Tell. Listening to Level One Part Four from the NES Beauty and the Beast, composed by Yaron and Tell. This is some hardcore Disney music, right? This is like as soon as like those those kick drums hit, I'm like, uh, 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 uh. this is some this is some gentleman. Uh, what's it called again? <laughs> This is a gentleman's reversal of an NES track. That's what this is. <laughs> Wait, I this love is, this. I'm just, I'm floored by like, how is this in a Beauty of the Beast game? Where would they put it? It's like punching music. Those, well, it makes sense because you're playing as the beast in the game. So you're going through. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's, it's like an action platform game. Uh, uh, so I'm a little unclear because it's labeled, the version that I found was labeled as the NTSC version, but everything that I found... Uh, tells me that this is a PAL exclusive. Hmm. I don't even think this game works on the NES, to be honest. Though, though I haven't played it physically, so could have been one. Tell you could have been some guy who got it as a repro and didn't realize or anything. It was like, oh yeah, it's, it's a yeah. US game. NTSC is where all the cool kids are calling these US cards. I'll do that. <laughs> um, so it, the com- the composition is also credited to Nick Stroud and Alan Menken, but mm-hmm. I believe they are the composers on the original like Beauty and the Beast like animated movie so it probably has like oh, some, uh, some tracks yeah. yeah some of the some of the you know like VR guests and whatnot yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of level in the game then oh yeah 
No, I'm imagining like this music is like Bell, like just running around, just whipping books at people. Boom, 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 boom. to learn you something. I think you exclusively play as the Beast in this one. Actually, I I haven't gotten that far in it, but from what I can tell, you play as the Beast. Very cool. Almost the whole game. Bell is just the unlockable, overpowered mode of the game. Yeah, yeah. New game plus book slam. I love those like hard hitting drums, but I also really love the. Th those arpeggios, you yes. know, like yes. that. That's just phenomenal stuff. Yeah, it's um, which yeah, you could expect that from your own tell. Yeah, like those yeah. those really hard um, NES arpeggios. It's, it's a very Western style, but like with with your own tell, it's like it's really up front. Like it's really yeah. up front. And for so the YouTube, yeah. the YouTube link that I provided for this one, mm -hmm. um, so that you know you can grab the song. If you look in the comments, I believe it's this this YouTube link, but it's really funny because if you look in the comments. Uh, somebody posted, which is probably the best comment for this track ever, but they posted, it sounds like Robocop's going to come through the door at any minute. <laughs> which it's totally honest. makes sense, because he did he did the soundtrack for Robocop 3 on the NES. Oh, that, so, that's a good one, too. I like that one. But the, Be but the best part is... <laughs> but, the, but, but the best part is your own tell commented underneath. Oh! Some, I, I can't remember what he said, but it oh. was really funny. That's funny. So, oh, so yeah. the, the, they said, "Man, with your own tell mu music style in the introduction, Robocop should be busting through the window any second. And yeah. your own tell said, "Busted." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you know maybe Busted. yeah maybe this also maybe like this was uh, um, like a like a track for Robo or he just wrote it and was like, "Oh, it could be work for Robocop. It could be for Beauty and the Beast." We'll see who gives me a contract first. I, I didn't know there was that much of a difference. <laughs> Robocop and the Beast, that needs to be a game. Oh, mercy. Beauty and the Robocop? Oh, no, Beauty and the Robocop. Yeah, I like that. Yo, I would play the, I would play no. the stuffing out of that game. No, Robo Beauty and the Beast. Robo Beauty. <laughs> yes, Robo, Robo Booty and the Beast. <laughs> that too! You know what, with this- Robo this, Beauty and the Beast Cop. This, with this type of this music is like I don't know man I can hear this music in a club right like it's just it's real mm. deep it's real real yeah. deep I can also catch dogs stink mm. totally pass gas over there oh we're just oh we're just gonna talk about that now <laughs> yes <laughs> Elvis is the show mascot when he farts everyone knows oh him. man my my dog <laughs> let me tell you it's um mercy it's, it's we're living with grandpa. Justin, give, give us another track, man, because if you don't, I need something to take my mind yeah, off of this. Let's funk. keep it rolling, Justin. What 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 we have next? All right, so uh, for you, I have a track from Tron 2.0, which yes. is a Mac OS Windows Xbox game that came out in 2003. Uh, the the track is Intro Sequence, and it was composed by Nathan Grigg.
super classic at the end there. You just listened to <laughs> the intro sequence from Tron 2.0. That was for the Windows, for Mac OS X, and it's for Xbox too, also. No yeah, kidding, yeah. Original Xbox. That's great. And that was composed by Nathan Grigg. I think he did the 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 whole soundtrack um to that to that title. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um that's cool that the the little end there had a had a little bit of a, a hint of the original Tron sound uh soundtrack from the, the motion picture Tron, which was by Wend, uh Wendy Carlos. Trying to get that inspiration movie. Yeah, super good. I love that music. So tell tell super us about crunchy. your tell us about your relationship with Tron. Justin. Oh, so but quietly, uh, you want your wife to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the down. down. I mean, she, 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 she's downstairs. So let me let me get close to the mic over there. I'll just, I'll just tell you really quick. No, I mean this wasn't like so, a gentleman's reversal situation, right? <laughs> no, no. Um, when when so I'm in my 30s. I grew up in the 80s, and uh, my, my my dad had a pension for this uh, this movie, and it was on. I don't, I don't even remember what channel it was, but it was on some channel every, almost every weekend for one year of my life, I feel. Uh, and so we we were just sitting around, he turned around and said, oh, Tron, I like this. Um, and we watched it, and I just, like, the first time I saw it, I, I, I was drawn to it. And, I mean, it's funny, because now I'm like an IT guy, and, uh, you know, I do that kind of stuff all the time. No. But, you're um, in. You're in the. I'm Tron in the computer. I, yeah. I. I have to. I have to get my my clue program. And mm. <laughs> no. But it was just. It was. It was just such an interesting and, and neat idea. And then of course you know I grow up and I. I I'm really into computers. But uh, no. The, the music from that movie. The the like the visuals. I mean the visuals by today's standards aren't that great. But they were so neat when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Mm. I can tell you right now, as a person who actually didn't see Tron for the first time until he was in his thirties. Um, <laughs> I still think it holds up. It like, does, yeah. like visually yeah. and thematic story wise. Oh yeah, you can see elements of today's computer culture from that ancient. Mm. Flick. Oh man, and young Jeff Bridges. You kidding me? Yes, <laughs> he was a young Jeff Bridges. Uh, and even old Jeff Bridges, but <laughs> no, it's pretty great. Now it's interesting because um, Tron is essentially a movie about. Almost, it's 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 not about video games, but it's really tied around video games from the '80s. But mm-hmm. the games that came out about Tron weren't super great. Like the arcade game was like four mini games. That was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then there was an Intellivision game, which was really weird yes. and janky. Um, <laughs> and then um, and then there was another arcade game called The Discs of Tron, which which wasn't really widely available, but that was a really cool, like kind mm. of fakey 3D Pong type game in which he actually played um, that the whole like disc throwing situation. That's the one I've played in the arcade. I played it at MAGFest a couple yeah. years back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that, that cabinet. That I love that cabinet me. though. The cabinet is yeah. gorgeous. I was like, Kingdom Hearts 2 did the best job of like doing ju- doing Tron justice yeah. in the video game. I was games, so sad that, that how short that level was though. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but um, but then and then for the long stretch of time there was pretty much nothing. Um, and this was before the the second um, Disney before Tron Legacy, movie. yeah, before Tron Legacy, um, yeah. Tron 2.0 came out, and they said, you know, we're going to do a, a, a first person shooter type thing, but you can throw discs, and everything's going to be in that style. And I feel like they nailed it. It looks really good. It looks really cool. It came out. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. That release. I remember yeah. when it came yeah. out, and I was just, I was working at a game store when it came out, and. I was looking at the box art and I'm like Tron. I was like, I mean, I saw the original when I was in like high school, but like, <laughs> why now are we getting like a new Tron game? I thought it was pretty bizarre. And then of course, you know, <laughs> as you said, they came out with uh, 
Tron, what is it, Legacy? Legacy. Tron yeah. Legacy. Yeah, the movie. Which, yeah, but yeah, yeah Daft yeah, Punk, yeah. that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually really liked it. I, I saw it in the theaters, and I thought it was pretty good, yeah. but... I think I had um, I think I had high expectations, but I mean that's I mean that's going to happen anytime like you have high expectations. Right? right, yeah, right no, right. I would, that's not I would what agree. always happens. Sometimes I you could floor. No, sometimes I'm ex- yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Going to wreck it, Ralph, with yeah. high expectations and get you know and feel happy. That was fun. Oh, we watched um, the new Incredible Incredibles two last night. See, that was a fantastic oh. film. That was worth expectation. Yeah, I, I had. You went into you went into wreck it, Ralph, with. Higher expectations to the sequel. Instead, you got like break it, Jeff. I don't know. I haven't seen the sequel, but so I'm not sure how that <laughs> one's going to play out. But I am worried about how yeah. that one will be because I've heard mixed pains about the sequel. It's but, not really um, about video games. I thought so. Yeah, it's, it's about it's about internet culture. I think what happened yeah. was they were like, oh, we're gonna because I heard that they were gonna try to get Mario for the second one. And that probably fell through. So then they were like, oops, now what do we do? <laughs> Mama me. I just thought it was cool. Zangief was in the first one. You know, even just for a brief moment. Yeah, it's good seeing the good seeing my old buddy, the Red Cyclone, <laughs> hanging out, still getting work. Yeah. So anyway, still being a still being a bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing Tron on the show. I think this is the first time we played anything related to Tron. Well, oh. I mean, I, honestly, that's your fault. You're the Tron man. <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> that's your fault. You're the man who loves Tron. <laughs> this is all your fault. Well, well I'm happy to happy to happy to bring the uh, the music. <laughs> happy right. to bring the Tron. All right, so we are on to um, actually on to me. This is an even numbered episode. <clears throat> yeah, I know, right? So I'm going to start with Disney's Kim Possible. Um, Ooh. This, is, uh, this is the the Kim Communicator. For the Nintendo DS, this that's going to be a really short track. Beep, boop, beep, boop. I just did it. Done. I know this is yeah. um, this is the pause menu, so <laughs> you know where my mind went. <laughs> where are the hidden gems going to be found? Um, this was composed by Manfred Lisner and Martin Schioler. Here for you. <laughs> You're like a <laughs> bad You're guy. Spit your tea. That's right. Bad guy can be good guy. <laughs> this is the pause menu from Disney's Kim Possible colon Communicator with a K for the Nintendo DS, composed by Manfred Liesner and Martin Schuler. And not Martin Short. Not Martin Short. Not at all. <laughs> That's Dude, on- the Kim Possible games. Have such good music, and yeah. the games are all phenomenal. I, oh, really? I, the games are good too. Oh, dude. Okay, so <laughs> I need to I need to stop everything right now and just tell you <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> yeah, like every er, you the Game Boy Advance games are great platformers. Mm. I haven't played the DS game, so this is like a brand new track to me. All the Game Boy Advance music is done. The first game was done by Robert Baffy. The second game and the third game 
uh, are done by Shinen, which is pretty much Manfred Linsner. Mm. And the the PS2 game uh, called What's the Switch is a phenomenal action, like, 2D, 2.5D side-scrolling action platform game. But it came, Ooh. unfortunately, about, like, you know, 15, 20 years too soon. <laughs> and they're all super dirt cheap, too. Like, the Game Boy Advance games, I picked them all up, and they were all, like, Bucks. Wow, I had no wow. idea. Like, like for me, when I think of Kim Possible, I think of like kind of later, like 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 Disney Cartoon Hour, but like past my time. So I never, yeah. g- I never really gave it any thought. So I was like, oh, I wonder what this stuff sounds like. And then when I started playing some of the soundtrack, I thought, mm-hmm. oh wow, I've actually wanted to some, watch the show for right ages, here. but never made yeah. the time for it because Nicole Sullivan voices Shigo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Who she uh, is gonna- the the show is actually really good too. I mean, I watched, watched it when it was on. Yeah. I watched it because like, so my brother's seven years younger than me. So like, that came out when mm-hmm. he was like growing up, and so he was really into that show because he was born in ninety. I was born in eighty three. So like, I was not really into watching cartoons of on Disney Channel at that point either. But like. He would watch it, and so I would kind of like watch it with him, and I was like, "Yo, this show is actually really good." It, it definitely is yeah. like a thro- it's a throwback, like harkens to uh, like gargoyles and like okay. um, you know, like the shows yeah. that took themselves a little more serious. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had like the goofy, fun moments or whatever, but like they had like a recurring like plot and storyline in each episode. So. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, actually, yeah. I have not seen it myself either. Yeah, yeah it's. it's- pretty good stuff but yeah the games are great like seriously go pick them up because they're all really fun but like also let you know so like i say so she go is a villain oh, on yeah. the show okay i was like who yeah. who she go and who, who she Sullivan go? <laughs> is fun trivia fact here so yeah. you know everybody when you grow up everybody's always like who's your celebrity crush or uh-huh. more specifically you're an adult people ask it because your kid is like i'm too cool for them um, but like, who's your celebrity crush? Everybody would name the usual names. I'm like Nicole Sullivan. <laughs> people, people go, who the heck is that? <laughs> I know, we know she's Rob. From Mad TV. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, she's the cool lady from Mad TV who always makes yeah. the weirdest faces. Uh, okay, okay. Such great wacky faces. You can't beat that. <laughs> now, now we know. Now we know what Pernell finds. No, in a woman. Oh man, I love it when a girl makes goofy wacky faces. That's the funny yes! girls, man. Pernell loves the funny girls. It's so uh, wacky. Yeah. Hey, that works. <laughs> Hit us up. Yo, hit us up. Prismanpixels at Hotmail.com. Do you make wacky faces? <laughs> right into the show and let us know. <laughs> Clearly, we aren't leveraging this. We aren't leveraging this podcast the right way, Pernell. <laughs> to get wacky faces. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good wacky face? It's fun. Hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, so thanks for that uh, information. I, I really, really had no idea. But um, yeah, so that's I, I just wanted to explore more Disney um, uh, characters and, and shows, and so that that's a that's a fun fun find. But Pernell, where did you go? And because we've been to Beauty and the Beast, we've been to Tron, we've been to Kim Possible, and now we're where? Oh, I kept it traditional, man. I think both of my tracks are traditional Disney characters. Tra- which is cool. Which is cool because I love these games. I mean, they Tron's pretty traditional. Heard. I mean, that's old. It's old. The Beast like- is pretty traditional. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is. I get, you know what I mean? I'm talking about the characters, like the no, Disney. No, back down to traditional, traditional values. values. <laughs> We're talking a beauty talking and a beast. Nuclear family, two square meals in a day, sometimes with lunch. You know. Anyway, <laughs> this is regards. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to keep interrupting you. No, I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> so this is from a game that I played eons ago. It's one of the most, one of the most, um, one of the earliest Genesis titles, starring Donald Duck. Ooh. Classic. Duck Mallard character from the game Quackshot, and this track is titled Egypt, 
Es que by Shige Nori Kamiya. sunscreen on because you're still jamming out to Egypt from the game Quackshot, composed by Shigenori Kamiya. I'm going to get that pronunciation right one way or the other. Just let it roll, right. folks. So Quackshot, <laughs> Quackshot's not, is not, um, the, 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 that's get dangerous. It's not the words with things. No, it's no, it's not Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Oh my gosh, my my uh, my <laughs> it's brain. It's not. Let's get dangerous. <laughs> the game. <laughs> it's like all I could think of was like let's a... play with fire. The game. So, Darkwing Duck is not Daffy Duck. You are no, Your Honor. You're not even at Disney anymore. You're talking about Warner Brothers and some crazy licensing nightmare. You're right. No, no, no. This is about Plucky Duck. Oh, oh there. See, Mike knows this is the game starring Plucky Duck as he's on his quest for the ultimate heist. Without wait. Right. So then, okay. Now, now that Disney owns Marvel, do you think Howard the Duck and Donald Duck are going to meet? Yes, Are but they gonna, oh God, no, they're no. not going. No, they're not going to share anecdotes and quips. <laughs> I don't know where your mind is, Robert. But these like, guys are not. They're intelligent. They're going to form, but like they're a, not boring. They're at least form a band, right? They could solve crimes. They could I mean, Donald Duck like is Captain already in a band. They already called the Quacker Jacks. No, the Three Caballeros. Oh, I could have been the Quacker Jacks. No, That's a perfect good. band name <laughs> for ducks. Uh, I so, mean, <laughs> so Quackshot's a pretty. I, I've seen some playthrough of this game. I've never play through it myself but it looks really cool did he get a chance to ever oh as play? a kid yeah this is yeah. back when my when my cut my stepbrother had a genesis and we did not so he would come over to our house or we'd go to his house and mm -hmm. his, his grandfather would supply him with his with his materials and we would play his games and one of which was Quackshot. and suffice it to say i was always a fan of donald duck he was one of the most real disney characters in my opinion i'm sorry <laughs> the guy dealt with real life issues and he got mad darn it he let you know. He didn't hold back. Mickey was all cheerful, except for certain episodes where things kind of got to him, too. But Donald didn't even hold back. And in the game... Like that... Huh? Like that time that he, he got drunk and then cross-dressed? Yeah! I remember that one, but yes! That would be a prime example, I guess. Wait, did that actually happen? Because I totally just made that up. It, honestly, <laughs> let's be blunt. I mean, I would expect it more in a Warner Brothers cartoon, but I wouldn't put it past Disney, like, like, too. Mike's doing a bit. Yeah. Pernell thinks it's real. Oh, let's go with it. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I think it's real because is it really that far-fetched that, Do that Donald would get cross-dressed? I mean, cross -dressed? yeah, yeah. That mean, I mean, Bugs has done it, so why not, why you not know, Donald? Donald? Oh, that, that had me thinking earlier today, right? Actually, I feel like Donald would be more, he would be angry to someone which I convinced him to do it, he'd get angry about it, but then reluctantly do it. Alright, so I need theories. I need, I really need some theories. And I need y'all to be serious for a moment, right? Maybe Mickey Mouse. Whoa. He wore shorts. Yeah, short shorts. Donald Duck wore a shirt. 
Yeah, Donald Duck wore no pants because he <laughs> he he had feathers. He was cool. Oh, so the feathers are good. The okay. feathers took care of oh, business. Okay. He was fine. Good. All right. That's true. He is a modest duck, and it got hot in all those feathers. He didn't need pants. I can sleep tonight. Yeah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Doesn't Daisy Duck wear just a top? She wears a skirt. Does she wear a skirt? Okay. Because I know Minnie wears a skirt. Mm-hmm. I think that's like okay. a, just a, a thing that they did for those two. Like they just had like matching skirts. Right, or something. right, right. But I know Daisy no, had no, a skirt. I'm just so interested. No, she, in she just has a top. She's, she's got Wait, a bow and a purple top. What? And, and and high heels. Whoa. Well, they're the same thing. The, the, the feathers mm. do the work. Let's <laughs> listen. Let's be clear here. All right. I got. I also had to get real for a second. Okay. Daisy Daisy Duck is a snack. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. And I, I, and I have to be true Come with on. everybody here. I'm just mostly interested in fashion and not Disney. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. You could have used it again. Daisy Duck. That Daisy Duck is a real quacker. Actually, I saw, tell you. I saw yeah. some pictures of the new Kingdom Hearts games, and it show, it's like Donald and Goofy. It's just Donald and Goofy wearing their normal stuff, but like it's their normal outfits with like chains on it and an extra zipper. And I'm like... That's oh, a perfect oh, that's, matchup. That's, more uh, zippers? What's his name? I love that's it. That's Suya Nomura, right? It just, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, like I have nostalgia for that, and I have a little nostalgia for Disney, and so you kind of put them together, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Well, honestly... I, I always felt like Kingdom Hearts was just like emo Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like, even more so. Like I was like, you can't get more emo than Squall. Why would right? that, 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 yeah, first of all, true. Justin He's nailed that. You cannot I, I, get more emo than Squall. And that's why... <laughs> speak to me. Well, I feel like Kingdom Hearts... Well, two things, and this is probably going to get said again next week. But oh um, yeah, 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 we'll just keep that condensed. Then. <laughs> but like, you know, for one, Squall. I'm mean, sorry, Kingdom Hearts started all laffy daffy as the way it should be, and then at the end of the first game, it's like, hey, Kingdom Hearts, I'm going to unlock your heart and steal life, and nothing made sense. And then they tried to bring it back, and that's when the emo, because now all of a sudden this costume had the zippers, and everything was light and darkness, and they injected this weird plot that no one cared about. Some people cared about it. They can explain to me why they did and hopefully make me understand it. Because in the end, even though everybody's like, hey, these games are stupid now. What? This plot makes no sense. What a lame way to end the series. I'm like, you know what? I came here to do one thing, and that's whack monsters with a giant key. Can I still do that? <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes, I'm in. So I get that. I get the, like you said, Dom, Donald and Goofy, every world, they mm. get cool new costumes. That's an awesome thing to see. I look forward to see how they're going to look when they land on new planets. Yeah, I love that stuff too. Yeah, it's like, fun. Yeah, like, but the Evo, I did, I dance around that. I'm typically like, look, every time they go to a world, they joke with Disney characters, they beat up some weird monsters, and it's only between the levels where it's like, oh, now I feel sad because the darkness has invaded my heart. If only some light showed up. Oh, here's a drink! It's got light in it! It'd be kind of oh, cool yeah. if, like, during those sections, yeah. like, the, the whole, you know, orchestral Yoko Shimomura soundtrack, like, kind of dipped down a little bit, and then, like, some, like, emo, like, post-punk, like, started, like, like, like my chemical romance. <laughs> yeah. In my heart, there's a key, unlock my feeling. Do it, Sora. Uh, yeah, no. uh, but, but it's entirely sung by... by Donald Duck. Wow! <laughs> 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 screaming. <laughs> oh, Joe! <laughs> yeah, we. I can't do a Donald. That was perfect. <laughs> All right, so we're um, we're we're back around. We listened to four tracks, um, one from each of us, and I have to say we're got some really really good picks. But since we're about halfway through, I thought I would throw some questions over to the XVGM 
boys. Oh, time for you guys. Capital Z. I get a breather. All right. So I would like to know um, a little bit more about your show. Like, how did you guys start? And um, Mike, I know you've been doing things on YouTube. You did things with Pixel Tunes Radio with um, our friend Ed. Uh, Justin, how did you get into this Den of Thieves? (laughs) Oh, that's a fun story. (laughs) First up is this Maltese Falcon, right? (laughs) Right. There was a lot of cheese involved. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and and pickles. No. Yes. <laughs> now, so it's uh, a good question. So I've known Mike for for a number of years. We met way back in our partying days, but yes. um, <laughs> literally, yeah. But uh, I mean, we we've always sort of bonded over like video games and, and occasionally video game music and whatnot. And uh, it was a little over a year ago, I think. Uh, Ed uh, took took a leave of absence from uh, from from Pixel Tunes, and Mike, like I. I, I knew what was going on. I'd been listening to Pixel Tunes um, at, at the time, actually trying to catch myself up on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned if you needed uh, if you needed any help, let me know. And he was like, "Do you want to co-host?" And I was like, "I sure. I don't know how well this will go, but <laughs> I'll give it a shot." Uh, and it went pretty well. Uh, I ended up doing the what was it, the the Wario episode with you, yep. and the uh, then the SNES deep cuts with you and uh, Nico. We got yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it was it was a lot of fun, and then uh, and then and then I I got wind, or rather I got news of what was uh, like that PTR was uh, was going to be ending, and he said, "Do you want to start a new radio show with me?" And I was like, "Sure, it was fun. Uh, I'll keep mm-hmm. doing that." And yeah. it's uh, it's been been going well ever since. The uh, you know I keep keep getting exposed to like new music, um, new new composers because yeah. Mike has tastes all over the place and most of mine are like this this little box of like techno-y songs and stuff I grew up with um, but it, it's expanding. I can relate yeah. to that wholeheartedly. Yeah, me too, me too. Uh, <laughs> the joy of, of, of producing a show like this and, and researching for it is is one meeting meeting um, other cool cats like you guys. I say cats because mm-hmm. I'm just next to Pernell and I'm picking up his vernacular. Right. But um, <laughs> but it's also like discovering new music. It's um and, and finding like going down the rabbit hole of, of what other stuff, uh, uh, finding other music, uh, the composers that you just listen to. What else did they do? And then how long did they do it? Um, so that's that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, mm-hmm. and I hope you guys mm-hmm. um hope you guys stick together for the kids. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> Gotta do it for the kids. Well, XBGM babies. <laughs> Make a lot of BGM babies. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I mean, you know, we also try to keep our show, like, yeah, it's an educational show because we're, you know, kind of learning about these games and, mm-hmm. you know, what they play right. like. And then, you know, of course, talking about the composers and everything. But, you know, we, we definitely goof off and, you know, <laughs> we, we have our, we have our fun times. Our, uh, we have a Patreon exclusive show that airs. Uh, it's a live show that we do, mm-hmm. um, similar similar to what you guys do, um, and we do it once a month. And we just started in January, and our February episode was particularly hilarious. Oh my god, so silly! Justin, Justin didn't hear one of the tracks that we picked uh, beforehand, and so I, I played it for him. And uh, it is a very embarrassing track. <laughs> um, it's uh, a Final Fight Streetwise, the porn theater. Oh yeah, wow. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I know that one. So yeah, yeah. So I, I could see Justin's face turning red <laughs> the entire time we're listening. My face is turning just, red, and I'm not even the one hearing the track. He's just hearing like "Naughty Boy" and then like a smack and and, <laughs> and like moaning, this, like, yeah, moaning and, gr- and and groove to it because it also had like this like '70s disco like funk oh yeah kind of sound yeah, yeah, to yeah, it yeah. too. Oh, it's a, it's a great track. It's so hilarious, but. 
Yeah, that's how we ended the show, and it was it was a hoot. <laughs> Street one. That's that was the beat 'em up, not the beat up, the fighting game they tried to come up with, right? That was the one where they were like, "Hey, what would Final Fight be like if it was Grand Theft Auto?" And everyone mm. went, "Boo!" Yeah. Except for like my former co-host Ed, who turned me on to the track. <laughs> and I was like, "We like on PTR, we really wanted to do a Valentine's Day episode." And every Valentine's Day, it would roll back around and be like, "Hey, Ed!" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, we did romantic music on our show." And he came on, and we did yeah. we did mostly like PC ninety eight like. You know, risque stuff, and uh, but he didn't yeah, bring yeah. this porn theater track. <laughs> yeah, he totally could have brought this. No, like. I think I think it was on the short list. Honestly, he was oh, like, "Oh, okay, by okay. the way, there's this one, but I don't think you should play it on your show." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are back to you guys, um, Mike. You're up. What's your, what's the second pick for you? All right, speaking speaking of uh, Donald Duck, mm. let's move into another Donald Duck track. This is from Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow on the Super NES. Interesting. This came out, uh, I'm not even sure when this came out, to be honest with you. I will find out, though. Maui, Maui Mallard came out in 1996 on the Super NES, came out in 95 on the Genesis, 98 on the Game Boy. Man, that's a huge jump. And it's but worth, anyways, this... It's, I'll say it's worth noting, though, by the way, that we're totally cool with him, no matter how he feels about himself and his sexuality. We're good. <laughs> All who, right, who but... Donald Duck? Donald Duck. Oh, okay. Duck. Yeah, we should be. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you do you, dude, uh, or do that, or whatever your pronouns are. <laughs> so this is Realm of the Dead, and it's by Patrick Collins and Michael Giacchino. to Realm of the Dead from Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow for the Super Nintendo composed by Patrick Collins and Michael Giacchino. Ooh, this is a cool tune. This is a really yeah, cool isn't tune. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's doing good. it's doing a lot of what I love about the Super Nintendo with with some of the sampled sounds, which is a lot of like the timpanis and percussion and and um those like clarinet sounds. Like they sound really yeah. they sound always sound really good to me on the Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, the the instrumentation on the Super NES version is just like way, way better than the Genesis. And not to say that the Genesis is oh, bad right. or anything. Yeah. It's just the Super NES like was king of instrumentation for individual tracks. Whereas one of the things that we like to say on XVGM radio is 
tracks that aren't so good on the Genesis, say they tend to sound what we call twarmpy. Twarmpy. So, <laughs> twarmpy. Now that's a word. So, yeah, you know the the you know like oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of Genesis stuff kind of yeah. doesn't sound as as good as you would hope that it would. But then you get stuff like Metal Squad, like on um, you know uh, Thunder Force Four that, or Lightning Force or whatever. I you think it's call all it. about the composer playing to the to the to the hardware strengths. Like clearly, yeah. clearly these composers they were working this hardware. Like okay, we know what sounds to use. We know how to make them sound Absolutely. good together. But like on the Genesis, you have like Matt Furness who can just make that thing sing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, so Matt Furness was the composer on most of the stuff that he did, but uh, it was actually Sean Hollingworth that oh, did right. the uh, the sound driver on all of those Genesis games that, that Matt Furness was mm-hmm. uh, was done. We actually interviewed Matt Furness on Pixel Tunes, and yes. it was a real treat because we was learned a- all about it. It was a lot of fun. That was a great, yeah. that was a great episode. Which episode really was that. it yeah. for listeners? Do you remember the uh, Ooh, I could not tell you. It was, I don't know. We've, we've, we've always tried to, well, I've, I've always tried to get guests on as far as like interview people um, for Pixel Tunes. Um, so I was kind of like the majority person that was always getting all these composers on. But um, we actually, on XVGM, I, I try to continue that. So like we interviewed Coda. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Coda's awesome. We interviewed um, oh, Jeff you? Ball. Mm hmm. Who did uh, Time Spinner? Time Spinner, that's right. That's that's the one I, yeah. I, I heard. Oh, heard Tim recently. Ball. I would say yeah. Death Ball. I'm like, what? <laughs> Death, Death, Death Ball. Ball. That's a great no, name. Jeff Ball. <laughs> Jeff Ball. Yeah. Death so, and uh, we've we've got two composers that uh, we're going to be two different composers that we're hmm. going to be interviewing in the near future. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, Maui Mallard. Uh, yeah, tell us a little about 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 Maui, Maui Mallard. I said well, I never heard of this one. Is this like a like a, yeah. again in the platformer vein or? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much like what if um, Donald Duck was in a Ninja Gaiden game, I Sweet. guess you could say. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's not as fast-paced. It's more like slower, like action e More methodical. Yeah, like he t- he's becomes this duck detective uh, named Maui Mallard, um, and he ends up dressing up like this ninja uh, who he dubs Cold Shadow. So that's kind of the, the whole reason why but uh it's interesting because in the north american versions there's no references to it being donald duck so it's just maui mallard huh even though it is donald Duck. so it is so, actually donald it is actually donald but, well, but you don't know mentioning, that yeah like <laughs> you don't know that in north america like right now we don't know that oh but you in know europe i think um donald duck was like dodging some kind of like you know tax evasion yeah tax evasion yeah and so no, it was the whole <laughs> cross-dressing and, and 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 boozing that he was doing uh, <laughs> well, it, it got him in trouble you know that makes sense he went to a lot of clubs spent money he shouldn't ruffle yeah, a few feathers yeah. he was making a little ruffle extra money feathers. doing a few drag shows and yeah 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 you know and the whole disney you know family thing they, they were not right. into it but like you know right now it's it's what 2019 so we're was into this, it so we, wait, we can we can get into it again. wait so was the real Only. secret of him being maui mallard was that he was actually looking for dirt on disney or something <laughs> that's what in it order is. to give him the order to clear his name like, look here guys get i'm not dirt. i'm not the only guy who's not quite clear in the dirt on disney i love it so the plot uh, is basically he plays a quote-unquote medium boiled detective not a hard boiled but a medium boiled detective. soft boiled love it he he's he's on a he's visiting a tropical island and uh there's this mysterious thing called the uh shabum shabum which is uh, no, 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 no. kind of like a 
it's <laughs> like a guardian <laughs> spirit. And uh, if he, if if it's not recovered, then the island will explode. So essentially, Maui Mallard takes on this case to try to find this guardian spirit. Huh. So yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Well, so that's the the plot. But yeah, the game came out on pretty much almost everything. Does it end with yeah. everyone celebrating over a nice pineapple pizza? Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've never. Oh, because I, because I, of the, the, that Hawaiian like situation. No, the, uh, no, yeah. because pineapple tastes good on pizza. Come on, Rob. They're all like, they're all like yeah. singing in the forest. Chup, chup. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm with, I'm with I was that just one. doing like a Ewoks. Ewoks. Oh, Ewoks. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It's that. It's my turn to make a reference that you're not going to get right <laughs> what away. Jump, what jump? What the <laughs> You know, is there a part in this game where they all look at each other and go, Hacha. Just for the record, he was over here doing this weird hand motion, like he was like he was like Donkey Kong Jr. climbing the vines. Do 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 do. Jump, jump! Like I, dear lord. Let's uh, let's move past this embarrassing moment and move on to uh, Justin. <laughs> Justin. All right. So, uh, I also have a Michael Giacchino track. Mm. I uh, I guess I wasn't paying enough attention when we filled this out. Um, (laughs) The game, though, is Gargoyles, uh, which came out in the Genesis in 1995, and the track is Track 05. listening to track five from gargoyles for the sega genesis composed by michael giacchino and yeah this is one of the most dynamic and i think cinematic tracks we've had on the show today which is really cool coming from the sega genesis i think um yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um i like i love those timpanis yes super heavy timpanis i mean speaking of you know the genesis being in the right 
possession of somebody who knows what they're doing with the yeah. starship. <laughs> like, you know, you go from a complete 180 from what you would normally expect to hear on a track like this. You know, as you were uh, you were saying, uh, Rob, during the break, mm. uh, great use of uh, PSG. Yeah, the the, the mm. it's cool how the PSG comes in as playing. It's almost like simulating a flute when everything else is kind of like doing yeah. horns and stuff like that. That's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that yeah, those timpanis really slammed. That really dun, dun, hard, dun, dun, compressed, yeah, like loud ass like, timpani. It's cool. It really stands out to me. Like I, I was yeah. listening to it when it starts. Like, don't like like, whoa! This looks like a messy in a temple, and rocks are falling from the ceiling. This is. I actually think, I actually think this track is a version of one of the songs from the show. <laughs> is it? Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm yeah. almost positive because I remember hearing that melody in the show, if I recall. Mm, very cool. Yeah. I mean, so there's probably someone else we should be crediting, but I uh, don't know. Probably. A great aunt Mabel. Mm. I mean, unless, unless they brought Michael Gianchino. Wait. You brought brownies? <laughs> I had brownies. I ate them in the car. They were too good to share, Rob. <laughs> oh, uh, Mabel hooked it up. up. Damn. You didn't bring enough. I never the thought the show would end like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for nothing to share. It's brownies. I still have some strawberry shortcake cookies for you, though. Oh, man. But no, good pick. Very good pick, Justin. Really into this gargoyle stuff. Really into this gargoyle <laughs> stuff lately. <laughs> Actually, honestly, gargoyles may well have been my favorite of the Disney afternoon shows yeah. that came down the pike. Really? Yeah, like, I mean, I admit as a kid, I used to kind of make fun of the whole, where's Avalon taking us now? But... Which was uh, the whole like the whole thing of season two was like them going being taken to places on different places on a boat, but um, it was a very mature cartoon. It yeah, all the voice work was stellar. Oh yeah, because they had um a uh, guy who played Riker. His name is yeah, yeah. Keith Jonathan David. Frakes. And then the and, the, and then the and Keith David. Keith David was uh, Goliath. Goliath. The yeah. woman the, who played the Deanna, man who Dana Troy. Man. What, oh, she was on it too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She, Maria. Yeah, they had a bunch of Star Trek uh, alumni. But like, also, you, you guys even not even know that. But yeah, they had star-studded voice cast. Yeah, they. It was one of those rare shows where, at least, in some cases, at least, it wasn't a clear-cut good and evil bit. Like mm. the main villain of the show was that guy Xanatos, and even though he had some nefarious intentions here and there, he was. There was times where we were like, I don't think he's exactly evil. He's just conceited. But not quite he's evil. Just rich. <laughs> he's just a rich guy. He's trying to, trying to you know, sow his royal oats. And that's what they're teaching. You know, you make enough money, can, you get a little more evil. Just, can we just yeah. address the fact that Keith David probably has the sexiest voice? I mean, Tim Curry is pretty good, too. But Tim Curry's great. Brooklyn, yeah. Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Keith, Keith David has an unmistakable and, and very impressive voice. Oh, he, you mean he also Keith Richards. Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Oh no, you mean Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. I can't even think of Keith Richards without The Simpsons at this point, so you just, no. No. <laughs> the Simpsons Jeez. just went all in on that guy. But like, yeah, I've played I've played this game and it's nah, it's not that great. So the game yeah. doesn't hold up very well? Nah, I don't remember I remember playing it like when like shortly after I got the Genesis in college, because I was a super I was like a Nintendo kid growing up, NES, mm. Super NES. N64, I had a PlayStation as well, but like, um, the first Sega system that I ever owned was a Dreamcast when it came out, so, yeah, so I ended up afterwards, like, during college, going back and getting a Genesis, and just buying up a bunch of games that I had never played before, hmm. you know, stuff that was all pretty common, but like, 
I remember picking this one up super cheap and playing it and was just like not impressed. It's I don't know. It's just not good. I've only seen it through um, awesome games done quick, <laughs> so, which isn't always oh, like the best way to like see what a game is really like. Especially when you're not actually it. playing awesome games, more like mediocre to poor games. Yeah, that might have been like a block of like, oh, okay, here's some games that aren't super great, but for some reason this guy knows how to do it in like 10 minutes. I'm like, here's right. the misery <laughs> round. That works for me. All right, so my next track um, is a little different. This is for the Game Boy Advance. This is Disney Princess for the Game Boy Advance, composed by Sutomu Fusawa. This is the credit sequence. So it's not Disney Princesses, it's just Disney Princesses, the one. Disney Princess singular. <laughs> the one. one Disney princess to rule them all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, it's yes. Walt, it's Walt Disney's ex, it's like, it's, like, it's like a daughter that no one knows about. Or something. Yeah, it's the Disney Princess for the Game Boy Advance. A genetically modified princess. I know, with this timpani, I'm like, <laughs> come, <laughs> come from the future. <laughs> to rule them all. Princess is fun. <laughs> so you were listening to the credit sequence from Disney Princess only Princess Singular. for the Game Boy Advance, composed by Sutomo Fusawa. And yes, I remember most of the soundtrack was like had some really cool um, like arrangements and orchestrations of original Disney songs, but like the the opening. There's the opening, and I think some of like the menu music, and then like the credit sequence was all original music. Mm. And I wanted to find something also more, something that wasn't like a Disney, a Disney franchise. This is like a whole bunch of of the Disney princesses, like uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast and um, uh, Sleeping Beauty and all that stuff. And you just, it's like a really low stakes 2D platformer um, mm. for you know for younger kids, but it's like but like with really sale. dramatic music. It's but yeah, the, the credits. I mean, you beat the game. You beat the game for now. So happy! <laughs> and you deserve, you deserve to feel good about it. You deserve <laughs> to feel really good. Yes, you should. I mean, oh my God, this is such a small. But I think at the beginning, I think at the beginning, it wants you to take a nap. That is true. <laughs> it's like, ah, get your teddy bear, put the thumb yeah. in your mouth, and just tip over. Nighttime. Take a nap and then oh. nap. Wait, what's happening? Oh, is no. there a parade outside? It, it, what it, is this? Is it already morning? Oh my god, I have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very happy at all. You're ruining the mood. Oh, man. 
I was playing Disney Princess all day, all night. <laughs> all night, yeah, yeah. I what lost. happened to you? You're like 15 minutes late. God, forgive me, man. I had to find that last brooch. It just—it was yeah, so yeah. elusive. I put on Disney Princess for the Game Boy Advance, and I, I lost eight hours. Just, yeah. just blanked, completely blacked out. But so see, that's an issue. But you got me thinking about that. I'm sorry. It's, it's just in my head. Disney Princess. So is there... So if there were like a Disney Princess Prime... Who would it? How would that work? Disney Princess Prime. Yes, as right. in like the you got Disney princess. princess. Yeah, the princess. The princess. I. I no, I probably if say you, Snow if White. You, if, if you listen to mm. Disney Princess and you listen to this track for the eight hours when you blacked out, <laughs> that just means you you got you got princess. You got princessed. So I'm, I'm adjusting. I'm thinking Snow White. Either Snow White or probably one of the Frozen characters because I don't know their names. Yeah. Um, because they are insanely popular. Oh, if you're talking about, uh, like, you're talking about existing princesses. No, they at the princess and the frog. You mean man, the or the whatever the, the, frog. the princesses who don't exist? No, she's a. I'm talking like a fake princess. Somebody was built yeah. like a bioengineered princess. Yeah, fandom. Oh, you know, okay. like Stumpy and Little Joe. You never. You <laughs> Little Joe. Well, maybe you can kind of like fit <laughs> them together. The Those are like the best princesses. <laughs> Little Joe. Little Joe and Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh threw each other's shoulders and shared a dress. I think yeah. Every yeah. time you say Little Joe, I think of Little Mac, and now I'm imagining like Belle from Beauty and the well, Beast, like fighting well, like Glass Joe. <laughs> well, Little Joe so is short for him. Joan, obviously. Oh, Joan, I mean, Joan. Little Joan, Little Joan Rivers. <laughs> Bam! But, like, this I game looks. This game looks super stiff. Like watching gameplay footage yeah. of it, it looks like. You know, they're like moving like robots. Yeah, it's um, the animation's interesting, <laughs> but it's color interesting. But it is colorful, which um, which is what the kids enjoy. What the cool kids, you're enjoy. colorful, nice. Yep. Sick burn. So, oh, okay, geez. I had it right. It is the princess and the frog. That was word. I was like, is yeah, he called the princess and the frog? It is the princess and the frog? That was a good one. I enjoyed the princess and the frog. Yeah, but that was pretty the- good. Yeah. That yeah, was a nice return. For Disney, but they That's didn't a, come out with any games for that, did they? With any who? No, there is a game Princess for it. Frog? No, no. Is there going to be? Wait, did they make a turn? I mean, did they turn? Did they, make they did a, not make a turn-based did, RPG? Did, did they take? Did they <laughs> turn-based princess? Turn the turn-based frog. <laughs> princess and the turn-based frog. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I do like that. Wait up! This active time battle system. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get my buster sword so I can <laughs> save the frog. Jesus. Alright. Purnell, you have one more track. Alright. And I would like to listen to it. It's a good one, I think. Perhaps, maybe, I'm not sure, but the point is I like it. Okay. You'll you'll all suffer through it. <laughs> you'll all see. <laughs> um, this track is actually from an old favorite of mine too, or more specifically one of my favorites from the Blockbuster video era. Hmm. Um this is from the game Mickey Mania. And the track right. title is Hallway of Horror, and I must specify this is the Super Nintendo version of it. I got it, Purnell. I got you. Oh, we're going to do a compare because you <clears> said <throat> something that was insulting to me. Okay. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Hallway of Horror from the SDS, composed by one or more of these guys. Matt Furness, Andy Blythe, Martin Jostra, and Michael Gaichino.
right, welcome back. You're listening to The Hallway of Horror. Honestly, it sounds nothing like horror, by the way. From the game Mickey Mania. <laughs> it kind of starts that way, a little bit. Composed by Matt Furness, Andy Blythe, Martin Jostra, and Michael Gaicino. Now, before we even talk about this track... Right. All right. Yeah. So, originally, Rob accidentally picked the version from the Genesis game. Mm-hmm. And when he played it, I immediately knew it was not the right one because I was like, no, what is this? Well, what like- is this? And then Rob, <laughs> Rob said... The Super Nintendo version just wasn't kicking. Well, let's let's take a listen so to the Genesis a, version. Right, yes, because my I'm sad, man. Come on, that's pretty cool. That doesn't have as much pop. <laughs> like I feel like these two tracks together are a fine example of like how two tracks can sound similar yet so very different mm. between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. And it's not to say that one is bad and one is good because I'm not that guy. But I, I gotta give it to the Super Nintendo version on this. Mm. I, I, Just a heads up about uh, Michael Giacchino. He actually did the Sega CD and PlayStation version which apparently have a, a totally different soundtrack. Oh! It's all uh, Red Book Audio or Digital Audio uh, mm. on that. So, so it's brand new yeah. tracks entirely. Yeah, I believe so. He's not credited on the uh, Super NES one. So instant clarification corner. Nice. And that means I want to look yeah. those new tracks up because I want to hear how they sound. But, Pernell, I'm not- Sean Hollingworth mm. did the Sean Hollingworth did the drivers on both the Genesis and Super NES version. Uh, so okay. There's that. So so listening to them back to back, I'm with you. I do enjoy the Super Nintendo version a little bit more. A little it's, it's, bit it's inter- more. <laughs> it's interesting because um, when we talked to Matt Furness on Pixel Tunes about this track, mm-hmm. or not this track, but this soundtrack, he said this was the most difficult one to work on because really? Disney was always kind of yeah. Disney was always like poking their heads in, being like, you know, oh, we want it to sound more like this or sound more like that. So he had less creative, uh, I guess, freedom. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I can yeah. I can see that. I mean, I know Disney is very, very much in control of how they they present all of all of their IPs, so yeah. that that would certainly certainly be a thing. That is yeah, an interesting yeah. thing to picture, just like this executive peeking in, like they're like pushing the knobs and dump, turn turn the knobs and pushing the dials. Like, okay, we got a good track here, and the guy opens the door, is like, "Hey guys, how's it going? Just to see how your music is going." And they switch to another track where it's like, "Everybody's happy playing with Mickey Mouse." It's like you're still doing great. Still <laughs> sounds like you want, sir. I- I just picture that the executive is actually just Mickey Mouse just popping. I'm like, oh, it needs to sound more like me, guys. <laughs> God, that is perfection. That is that okay. is that is Mickey Mouse. That is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> That's too good. Um, yeah, one one thing that I've noticed that through through all like almost all of the tracks we play, particularly the, of the 16-bit generation, is that these tracks aren't really they aren't really super short loops. Like there's they're fairly long, and there's lots of movements to each of those pieces. So even if you're playing like a long platforming kind of repetitive stage, the music is different all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I find that's really interesting. That that's almost a unique um, quality that this this Disney music has. Um, there's all, like mm-hmm. like this part it opens with that kind of like spooky, and then it moves into a marching sound, and then it moves into something else. There's a lot of little things going on. And even the Genesis version of the track doesn't sound like anything that Matt and and Sean would would be doing. Yeah. You know, it sounds very unique on its own. So 
Uh, that's why I, I kind of get where he's coming from, because when you listen to literally anything else by Matt Furness, mm. and then you listen to this, it's like two different composers almost. But he also, you know, as you said, had a helping hand with uh, with it from the other two composers, uh, Martin Joustra and uh, Andy Blythe. Andy Blythe, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look here, man. If you don't, if you don't rate it in, man, the mouse is going to kill you. <laughs> we got to get you on back on track. But I can't. Everything has to sound like a furnace too. What am I supposed to do? Like, gotta we got keep you, the mouse happy. Keep him happy. Like we'll take care of you. <laughs> we'll, we got you. Get back to work. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll just do like we do with the other games. All your awesome tracks, we'll put them into the option screen, and we'll put them into the credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll never uh, find them there. All right, so yeah. I'm going to turn this last track down, and we're going to get into the part of the show we call the bonus round. Bonus round. If I could do the Mickey voice, I'd have done that. Because that would have been perfect. Bonus round. Yes. i for that happen. Uh, the bonus round. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme, and sometimes just a more more interesting bits of music that we find from other games on the show. So um, we're going to start the bonus round with Mike from XVGM Radio. What did he bring to us? Yeah, I brought an interesting little track from Disney Sports Soccer. It's also credited on Disney Skateboarding, though I was not able to find the Disney Skateboarding version. The track is called Stade de Chateau. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, real I, close to something. <laughs> it, it, Beautiful it French is, pronunciation, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I, hey, I did take uh, three semesters of French, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh, oh it shows. Ayo, ayo. Uh, but yeah, I, I was not able to find the composer on this one, so it's composed by Mr. or, Mr. or Mrs. Unknown. All right, let's check it out. Disney Sports Soccer.
You're listening to Disney Sports Soccer, composed by Unknown for the GameCube. This is... What did you have? Stade de Chateau? But also, Stade de Chateau, yeah. Interesting, yeah. This is a cool tune. We were, I think we were all like just really bobbing our heads to this one. <laughs> and you yes, said it was yes. also, You said it was also on the Disney Skate Adventure game, too? Skate, yeah, skateboarding. So it's, apparently it's on sports soccer and skateboarding, both mm. games, uh, which both came out on the GameCube, GameCube I believe, exclusively in 2002 as mm. well. So, Very cool. yeah. Very but it's by cool. Konami. It's uh, developed by the Osaka division. Oh, and, cool. Uh, yeah, so I don't know off the top of my head their composers, like what, like who normally composes for them, but uh, you know they've done all kinds of stuff. Um, they're mostly known for like doing like the international soccer games. That cover is vicious. Yeah, this Mickey is Mouse new. never looked angrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shred him, bro. I'm the striker. Donald, I'm gonna oh, yeah. break your skull. <laughs> <laughs> My parents don't understand me. <laughs> I'm trying to email. But this track is—I have re- really been enjoying this. Like this, like Rob was joking about it, but I can kind of get it. Maybe you were serious though. But like it's, it does kind of like it could be like a has a dash of like the Falcom sound yeah, team in it. Maybe it's that I've been listening to a lot of ease music this week. But um, but yeah, <laughs> the it does have that kind of like fun, like adventurous melody on the lead guitar. All it needed was like a violin to come in. And I, I would just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be all over. I was. I was gonna say F Zero. It oh, sounds yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. like the F Zero teams like work, especially like on like uh, the F Zero GX. I was gonna say GX, yeah, 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 yeah. I love those games. That's cool. Yeah, great pick. They love you. They love you too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop! And that's the beauty of music. Oh. It loves you back. That's right. It feels like a number of musical notes are just caressing <laughs> me and making me feel all warm and fuzzy as I go on a Disney skateboarding mm. journey. Oh man, <laughs> um, uh, Justin, do you have a warm and fuzzy track for the bonus um, round? It might be warm and fuzzy-ish. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 from a warm and fuzzy game we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Ooh, nice, gross. <laughs> so, um, you want me to introduce it now? Yes, yes, sir. please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so we're gonna hear a remix track called "Above the Rising Falls." It was remixed by Sapphire on OC Remix. It's a mix-up of, or a mashup of the Hollow Bastion and the Desati uh, tracks from right. Kingdom Hearts yep, 2002 on the PS2. And um, on the original Kingdom Hearts, we have Hikaru Utada and Yoko Shimomura. Mm. Ooh, let's go. I'm ready.
This was Above the Rising Falls by Sephire from Kingdom Hearts. And this was released on OC Remix, brought to us from Justin from XVGM Radio. That's a cool pick, man. That I love that journey from that kind of slow buildup up into that kind of fast, shuffly drum and bass beat towards the end there. I was into that. Yeah, yeah. It was... I, I'd heard it a, a while back, um, and for whatever reason, it's one of the few things that I heard that I liked that I didn't download, but I had saved it. To my, like, uh, I'd liked it in my account, so I was going through stuff, and I was like, oh, this is the, this is the one. <laughs> this is, I'm glad you shared it on this episode, because I had never heard this before. This is one of those tracks that, <laughs> like, you don't dance to it, but at the same time, you're not meant to. It's, yeah. just, it's a good track. Mm. You just let play, and it just kind of flows through your ear from ear to ear. Very mm-hmm. trippy, and just, trippy and uh, ethereal. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just takes you, it takes takes you into a place. But it has that listen through that sense of like danger from that the from um, Paulo Bastion, you know. Yeah, yeah. The battle of a million heartless or whatever. Yeah. Was that even in Paulo Bastion? The battle of a thousand Donald Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> that is the true danger. That is terrifying. Can't <laughs> 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 Ah, I gotta go. I'm gonna go home tonight, and I am gonna practice that voice, and I am gonna go to work tomorrow and be unable to speak. I am so glad you cracked a joke because our next track is from Dance Dance Revolution Disney Dancing Museum for the N64. <laughs> is the track titled Donald's Dangerous Dance or something? It's Mickey Fever. Oh, you're <laughs> composed by Masahiko Kimura and Hajime Takai. listening to mickey fever that's right mickey fever from dance dance revolution disney dancing museum for the n64 composed by masahiko kimura and hajime takai and pernell lost his mind when he heard this song (laughs) (laughs) we just spent the last five minutes looking up nights into dreams yes this track like I, I, I might have to admit, because I know somebody might be like, "No, that's crazy, Perna. You're a jerk." But no, I'm not saying it was a stolen track or nothing mm-hmm. like that. But there's definitely some inspiration, or at least just coincidental sound-alikes, because there's a track in Nights nice in the Dreams called "Under Construction" for the Stick Canyon level, and like the main chorus for that track is very similar to one of the one of the um, repeating segments of this song too. It just it. 
came to me immediately. And like we listened to it. Did you guys kind of get a similarity sound yeah. to it as well? Yeah, yeah. Very, very uh, well. Like definitely four minutes into the Nights in the Dream song, but like, yeah, they're right. It was the, it was this chorus. Yeah. It was just on that chorus. That bing mm. bing. Mickey, <laughs> going to do some construction. Yeah, very cool. I, I I love this track, but I hate that dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> that like high pitched. I was like, ah, oh, that's no, how that's not, how Pluto was able to get into it though. They had to do something for <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very like um, like late nineties disco kind of thing that they would do, um, yeah. but it's still cool. It's, it's still fun. It's um. So this is. Uh, like DDR was obviously on so many different systems, but this is a very, mm-hmm. uh, very unique um, a Disney version of it for the N64. And uh, I didn't even know that they came out with it on the N64. I know they came out with the Disney DDR on the GameCube. Yes, and there's yeah. actually an arcade uh, D- D- uh, Disney mix, which is yeah. insane, and a Mario mix too. I think it was on like the GameCube or something. Yep, um, yep, yep. But yeah, no, those are still really popular. It was really pop. The arcade mix of um, it's called Disney's Rave was really popular because it had a lot of Eurobeat music that wasn't Disney, but just Eurobeat music that wasn't in other yeah. DDR games like Night of Fire and a bunch of others. Night oh, that's cool. Fire. Yeah, I love that tune. I mean, that's that's I can just listen to that all night. Yeah, as yeah, I yeah. Could. On fire. fire. <laughs> Maybe not so I don't think you'd last While that long if you were on, on fire. fire. <laughs> All right, Pernell, you are our last on the bonus round train. Uh, well, mine is definitely not a remix or anything. It was more like a good excuse to get this track on the show in some capacity. Totally. I, I love it. I did the same thing. So what you got? So this is from a game that released on the Wii years ago. It was Nintendo. Oh, sorry, it was Disney's attempt at getting a games division together in like a family party game that they had developed under that mantle. Okay. The game's title is Disney's Guilty Party. And Mm. this is the theme song from that awesome game composed by Malcolm... Oh, sorry, Malcolm. (laughs) Michael Salvatore. There's been a cry. A crook is on the loose. You need to act before he cooks your goose. Investigate the where and why and who. Don't hesitate. You know what you must do. You got to find the guilty party. Like, believe it or not, that was not a Saturday morning cartoon. They, what it should have been. They, like, they legit wow. made a fakey Saturday morning cartoon, like, theme song. That's <laughs> yes! so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's neat. Good old one Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, like, is this, this track, well, just to reiterate, is the theme song from the game Disney's Guilty Party that's composed by Malcolm Salvatore. Keep saying Malcolm. Malcolm Michael, in the middle. Malcolm in the middle. Some classic tunes. Michael Salvatore. 
This is some legit work. Very cool. And this That's property neat. needs to seriously get resurrected by Disney in some way to give these <laughs> give this sleuthing family the respect they deserve because this is on point. Very cool. Is this like an adventure game? No, it's like Clue. Like Clue. Like you're a family of detectives. And you go to locations, and you are basically trying to solve mysteries at each location by going from room to room, and you're, like, interviewing suspects, mm. and you're looking for evidence, and then you have to put the actual portfolio together and say, okay, this is the guy that did it. Kind of like how Clue would just be like, <laughs> it was Colonel Muster in the atrium yeah, with the yeah, rocket launcher. Like narrowing down all, but, of like the, yeah. all the, the cards to deduct who did yeah. what, Yeah, it's where, just such a cool, simple premise for a game. Whom. With whom, and how, would, and what timeline. You know. Would you say you have to find the guilty party before the guilty party finds you? <laughs> that is exactly what you have to do. Guilty party. Uh, find the guilty wait, party. I think this finally so, replaced Sunshine sure. Coastline. Out of my <laughs> 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 uh, so guilty party wasn't a show on Disney? No, I mean, no. if it was and I don't know it, I want to find out, but it was only the game. Like, I don't know oh, if there okay. haven't been a show for this. Interesting. I feel like they could make a pretty good game show out of this and just keep the theme song. Yeah, I, I would be all about this game show. That'd be cool. You get to get a cool little children's like detective hat. You walk on there. Yeah, I know. I'm like old. I'm like my 40s or whatever. But guess what? I got my detective hat on, <laughs> a children's hat, and I got my little hello Magpie children. Ones. It's me, Pernell. <laughs> I'm ready to win the prize. What's the prize? Oh my god! A year's supply of Jelly Belly brand jelly beans. Oh, oh yeah, you kids are going down. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm here to sleuth, but like, yeah, this is this had to get. I had to get this on here. I had to get this sound on here mm. because oh god, I don't know what episode topic would have brought this out otherwise. But this was a perfect fit for non-Capcom Disney tunes. <laughs> oh mercy! Well, for more information on the bonus round part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we'll have links to. Their YouTube pages, band camps, and SoundClouds, and everywhere where you can go get the music and support the artists. All right, thank you for joining us on episode 17-2 of Rhythm and Pixels. I'll look our look at Disney games that weren't that were not capcom not capcom <laughs> <laughs> and um and joining with us this whole time they've been in the room having <laughs> malt, drinking malt beverage shakes xvgm radio mike and justin thanks for hanging out with us this whole time sticking yeah, sticking it out true champs this has been a, this has been a hilarious episode this has yeah, been a good time it's been a good good time all right so i wanted to ask everybody if, is there a Disney franchise, a cartoon, or a movie that you would love to see a game for? And what kind of game do you think that would be? Ooh. Yeah. Pernell, do you have anything in mind? Question. I honestly don't, because I'm at the point now where I'm more so, so I'm still focused on Guilty Park. I see, I'm thinking that of needs to be a show. That old uh, that cartoon called Recess, but it's going to be a, um, oh! a stealth there game. There it is. You got me. Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann. All right, Ooh, there you Pepper go. Ann. What kind of game would that be? Pepper Ann. Well, it would have been an action platform like all the other ones, but let's be blunt here. What would you they, like, we, we, we joked about it earlier, but I want it to happen now. It needs to be like an action. It needs to be like a role-playing game. Probably, possibly even an action RPG. Turn-based is fine, but an action RPG where they're actually going between the other more realistic Disney cartoons like Rocket Power and Recess. Mm. Reasons 
can write themselves some weird time paradox and like Mickey Mouse is just off his rocker. <laughs> something. But of course at the end they can't fight Mickey Mouse because that would be some kind of problem for Disney and they wouldn't have that. He can't be the villain of his of a Disney story. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I I would say House of Mouse. Honestly, House of Mouse. Yeah. I mean, like it'd be kind of neat to like, cause the whole plot of House of Mouse, the show, was that um, Mickey and Donald and Daisy and Minnie all ran like this club that all these Disney characters would come to, and like it was like an after, like post-Disney afternoon kind of, like, club where all these Disney characters show up, and they just, like, get drunk and eat food and <laughs> watch, and watch, like, old, like, actually, they were, like, new cartoons. Mm. Uh, so they had, like, these different segments in between that are, like, little tiny Disney shorts. Like, oh, very like meta. School. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's, like, Disney cartoons watching Disney cartoons. It was weird. But anyways, like, it'd be neat if they made a game where, like, you controlled, like, Mickey, Donald, Daisy, and and Minnie, and, like, you're just going around with the different roles uh, of each person. Like, I think, like, Daisy was, like, the hostess, and, like, Minnie was, like, the server, and then, like, Donald was, like, the dude who always tried to show up Mickey, and Mickey was, like, the, the host of the thing. So, like, Donald would always try to become the host, but he would always, like, be terrible. I'm mad so. at myself now because I wish I chose this because I had an idea for this game now, too. So, I might be misremembering House of Mouse, but I feel like there was, like, a really small, like, sub-point of the show where the villains were always trying to get into the house, but they weren't invited because uh, they were villains. Yeah, well, like, for example, one of the episodes that I watched was, like, Pete... Um, owned the club, like he bought out the club, and he was like, "Oh, we're just gonna shut it down if you can't like do this and this and this." And he set like these ridiculous goals that they had to get, or like a certain amount of money that they had to make during the evening or whatever. So, um, yeah, so th that that's kind of one of the episodes that I remembered. So that that was like the whole villain plot, but it was usually like Pete would be like, "Hey, I'm Pete, I'm." A jerk, or whatever. I'm sorry, that was a terrible piece. No, that was great. Uh, that was perfectly that's fun. Kind of my favorite favorite thing of the night. Um, now, so <laughs> take that idea, then. So now you take all these villains and make yeah. them break into, try to make them break into the house of Mouse. Yeah, and have yeah, all yeah. the Disney characters trying to prevent them from either getting into the house or getting to yeah. the center of the house where the deed is kept. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, I think we're missing the obvious house of Mouse. House of the Dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Dead House of Mouse. But Justin, what do you think? What's on your mind? Uh, that's that's difficult because a lot of the, the the stuff that I like uh, from from Disney, it, it's got a it's got a game. Um, sure, I was sure. gonna I, I was gonna say Marsupilami, but it turns out there was a game that came out in the UK for that. Oh, so. oh no way. Um, Marsupilami. Are, are we talking only old uh, old Disney or uh, any Disney? Disney? That could be whatever. Any Disney. Uh, in, in that case, Star vs. the Force of Evil is a fantastic show that does not yet have a game. Hmm. Which one? You could have also said Princess Star? and the Frog. Oh, what? Um, I could have, <laughs> but I didn't because I... No. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it was uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I might have to look into that. I haven't even heard of that cartoon. Interesting. It's, it's it's three seasons deep, and it's it's pretty good. For for a Disney kids show, it, I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen Gravity Falls. Um, I would put it right up there with with that. Like oh, those are both fantastic cool. modern Disney cartoons. You're you're three seasons deep. Nice. 
Nice. <laughs> Thing sucker. Yeah, what a what a gentleman reversal. <laughs> cool, okay. Uh, well, if you would like to get in contact with the show, if you have um, a track suggestion, um, if uh, if you are an artist yourself, if you're a remix artist or in a cover band, we would, like, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Um, if you'd like a full track listing from all of our episodes, access to all of our episodes, and access to all of the other cool stuff that we're doing, like um, uh, video game reviews at Hayport Player that Pernell works on, um, or our 24-7 YouTube video game music radio station go to the website rhythmandpixels.com um, you want to say hi to us on social media it's on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those places it's just rhythm and pixels all one word uh, usually and if you'd like to support the show you know just tell people about it that's really super helpful and if you would like to help us in other ways go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels and there you can support the show um, with some money. And um, you also get access to a weekly, sorry, a monthly uh, live stream of the show being Listen, recorded. Don't, don't overshoot there, buddy. <laughs> weekly. <laughs> and a bunch of other fun stuff that we do um, that, that are be exclusive to our Patreon members. And at the end of every episode, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon members. I would like to thank uh, Nick Walker, The Messenger, Alex The Messenger, Steve Miller, uh, The Autistic Gamer, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Damian Beckles, Wicked Sephiroth, Okay Impala, Okay Impala, uh, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, Henrik Anderson of the Commodore 64 Camouflage podcast, Michael Bridgewater of the Forever Sound version podcast, of which we'll be hanging out with him in a couple weeks, uh, Brian Pitt, Morton Gangso, Chris Murray, Jupiter Jazz, Soulless Sanctuary, John Jekyll, Joe Vasayo, Chris Tinerson, and Dat David Smith. I like that. There you go. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. We really appreciate it. We love each and every one of you. You're all spectacular, gents and gentettes. <laughs> and um, as a little sneak preview next week, we're going to have artist um, Jamal Ephraim of Key J Music, and we're going to get real deep into Kingdom Hearts, because that man is obsessed with Kingdom Hearts. Which is good, because that means maybe he can explain it to us. Yeah, I think that's might be the whole mm. show, just trying to trying to piece it all together. Wait, so Sora was good a keyblade with a heartless <laughs> nobody, and then he got zipper pants. <laughs> On clearance at Target, and then from there began the quest for the ultimate locksmith license. <laughs> I, I don't know. Help us out, <laughs> Jamal. I, he's got to help us out. Uh, Jamal is an incredible artist. We played his music uh, multiple times on the show, and he always gives us uh, sneak previews of his newest productions. So I'm really excited to have him on and uh, pick his brain. Uh, Mike, Justin, what can you uh, say more about XVGM, and where can we find your show? Uh, yeah, well, you can check out our show. We post episodes, ever, as I said before, every other week. It's at xvgmradio.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash xvgmradio, where you have a pretty large uh, group of people who chat about games and game music. Uh, you could find us on iTunes. Uh, we are on Stitcher. We're on all the podcatchers. Uh, iTunes, we're, we're looking for... Um, you know, subscriptions on there too, that really helps get the word out because I guess the way that the analytics work, like the more subscriptions you have, you'll be able to actually pop up when people type in VGM. Yeah. So that would really help. Uh, what about uh, other social media stuff that you could check us out at, Justin? So we are on the Insta and the Twit. 
Uh, also known as Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we are at XVGM Radio. Um, I don't believe you said you, you can email us at xvgmradio at gmail.com. Yes. And also Sorry. Patreon. We Yeah, we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash xvgmradio. Uh, you can get access to exclusive live shows for only a dollar every single month. Only one dollar! One dollar, and we do post the episodes afterwards, so if you can't make the live show, it'll be there, so that way you can listen to it afterwards. Uh, those shows, we kind of, you know, take our bras off, let our hair down, <laughs> you know, we, we, we kind of, you know, relax a little bit, and we have a, a goofy time. We actually talk to people in the Discord chat, so you'll get a lot of that as well. We'll be, like, answering questions and stuff like that, or oh, talking cool, about cool. the track. Yeah, yeah. We, we read comments or uh, in, in questions, like, on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- awesome, awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. The show itself is styled like a radio show, very similar to Pixel Tunes. Uh, so when I was creating XVGM with Justin, I we kind of took it more in that radio vein, so we have, like, a fake... Well, okay, wow, that was harsh. Uh, a not-so-fake uh, producer whose name is Janine, and she's our... Metroid. She is actually yes. a Metroid. And she is like the person who brings in all the callers that call in. And we have commercials just like Pixel Tunes. So if you like the more like skit based stuff and like goofy stuff like that, then you know you'll you'll get a little bit of entertainment with your edutainment, if you Very will. Cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like that. Mario does math. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and you can listen to the follow up or the pre the prequel to this episode. Which was Capcom Disney Games, which we did with uh, Rhythm and Pixels. Yeah, that was a good time. Yes. Good, good time. Yeah. Smashing mm-hmm. good time. All right. Well, um, you've been listening to Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And joining us has been XVGM. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a safe week. We'll see you next week. And remember, cartoons, you're not too old for them. If you think you are, you're wrong. <laughs> Period. Doesn't have to Go be watch anime some Kim either. Possible. Yeah, watch some Kim Correct. Possible, darn it. Some, house, good of, stuff. some house of Mouse. Yes. Okay. It's all good stuff. Enjoy yourself. Don't be too old because eventually you will be too old and you're going to regret not being younger when you could have been. Watch some freaking cartoons. Good night. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>